Welcome to Life from the Well. We're here to share our perspectives with stories from the service industry. I'm your bartender, Joey. And I'm your barback, Peter. I'll keep the eyes full. Welcome back, everybody, to Life from the Well, where the drinks are cold and the stories are hot. Joey loves this intro. I don't. He just <laughs> absolutely a, loves it. It's, Today with us, we have Karin Drotty. Did I say that name right? Yes, you did. Yes. First one ever. <laughs> <laughs> we practiced it, it right. five times. And, yes, and like five times. Well, it was actually the first time I think you sat there and gone over the name with the guest. Yeah. For a minute. Sure that I a lot of times you just jump in on it and they go, that's not my name. That's not <laughs> my name. Yeah. Peter. <laughs> then we have to edit it. Well, welcome to our show. Thank you. Karen is a hairstylist, so a little slightly skewed from a couple of those, like the food people we've had in the past, but we have had a, Kelly Aaron was a crossover. She's yes. a bartender slash hair person too. And so, and I've always said that there's never, um, between a bartender and a barber, or however you want to call yourself, <laughs> but the, the saying goes, there's never a moment of silence typically between a bartender and a barber because... We all just kind of stand around and talk to strangers for a living and then rely on their generosity to make a few extra bucks. So. Yeah, they're pretty similar. Yeah, and back in the Old West, uh, the salon was right next to the saloon. Hmm. That's a, Actually, it's a lot of times in the same building. So you'd go get your hair cut and get drunk in the same time. So. Fun well, fact, I do work in an old bar. Nice. Mm-hmm. Nice. Yep. See? The old Blue Goose Tavern. That's now awesome. the proper salon. <laughs> Sticking with tradition, then. Yeah. Are there ladies of the night upstairs? Um, if there wasn't upstairs, I'm sure there would be. <laughs> <laughs> They're out back in the alley. Yeah, yes, yeah, for sure. <laughs> awesome. Um, so, at the beginning of the episode here, we always um, want to like to go over your resume a little bit. So, okay. we start at the very beginning. What brought you... Uh, I guess, like, how long have you been doing what you're doing and kind of what brought you into your field? All right. Um, Well, next month I will have been cutting hair with a license for 21 years. But before that, um, I think my mom let me start cutting my siblings' hair when I was 12 or 13. And I would rent videos from the library. That's how I got my start. And so um, I've just always loved it. I just... I love people, and it's a great way to connect with people, mm. and it's uh, creativity, and it just it's a job that people feel great when they come see you, and so I just really have always enjoyed that. That's awesome. awesome. That's mm-hmm. really cool. Self-starter. Just kind of found something you enjoyed doing and learned how to do it better. Did you, did you start with, like, your dolls and troll oh, yeah, dolls and whatnot? for sure. Barbie. Barbie. <laughs> yeah. All the Barbies got shaved heads. Sure did, Or yeah. these sweet designs. Uh-huh, yeah. Nice mohawks and whatnot. Started with Barbie. Moved on to my siblings. <laughs> <laughs> Shortly thereafter, Yeah, sure. yeah. Do you still have any of your Barbies that you get haircuts to? Mm, no, probably not. But yeah. I did still keep some of my, uh, like, my mannequin heads from beauty school. Mm-hmm. But I let my kids cut them, so now they have shaved heads. <laughs> <laughs> just creepy mannequin heads that yeah. are good for holding hats. Exactly, yeah. Sunglasses, awesome. earrings, I don't know, whatever else you put in a mannequin head. Mm-hmm. Hold it up in the carpool lane. Whatever. No, I'm a therapist. It's a real person. Yep, yeah. 
So, like Joey was saying uh, before about our two industries being very similar, mm-hmm. um, you must have some fun stories, like some just silly, crazy stories that people, you know, I mean, in the bartending world, people come in and they tell out all their stories you know they have a drink Mm -hmm. or two and all of a sudden you're their therapist yeah it's not too dissimilar from our world your world is so what kind of stories do you have um i i guess what i sometimes find to be funny is that i kind of try to stay neutral on things and so i had a client for quite a few years who believed that when your pet dies it stays with you and she actually had photographs. Hmm. And remember when you'd take a picture with the old school camera, if there was any dust in the room, it'd be a circular orb. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. That's my dog. That That's was her pet. her pet. But her pet was named Weenie. <laughs> weenie. <laughs> so she would say. It's my little weenie. She'd say, take a look. Take a look. Do you see Weenie hiding over here in the corner? <laughs> and I had to stay just totally dead face. I'm like, oh, Yeah. I totally see Weenie in the corner. Like it was, it was bad. It was so bad. And then uh, she made a video of like a slideshow of all these photos. And she uh, was a dog groomer. And any time that she lost a client, she would give their owners this DVD to basically help them with their loss. So sometimes I wonder, like, what do people think that I believe about? You know. Certain things like politics or what happens after we die or things like that. Because I just go with it. I yeah. stay neutral. Yeah. Just get them to keep talking because they're crazy. It's the the real way out of conflict a lot of times. You oh, know? for sure. Because <laughs> if you if you come at... I found that in the in the past, like in the bar, whenever somebody brings up something that I won't agree with. If I ever... If, if I let myself get emotional and start arguing with them, then I've kind of lost control of the conversation in the room. And you also become a villain to them, and that's not what you're really there for. Right. You know? right. So when, when you started working at um, the place that we worked at together and you were training me how to be a real bartender. <laughs> real <laughs> Remember that guy true, there? True story. Remember that I, guy that one time? I was bartending. I got him to apply for the job. He became the bartender, and he trained me how to bartend. I literally knew how to make one drink before he started working there, and that was pouring beer. Yeah. And I wasn't even good at that. <laughs> um, but no, he, he told me, he's like, yeah, like, there's two things that you do not talk about, and that's politics and religion. Mm-hmm. Yeah. People true. will bring it up, but like, you don't take a hard stance on either of those subjects, especially when they're a couple drinks in, because people get really, I mean, depending on what part of the world they're... Wait, time out. <laughs> Hold for guest. Yeah, it's okay. Okay, there we go. No, depending on you know what part of the world. Silence your cell phones. <laughs> For all future guests, please, uh, if you're, when you're on the show, silence your phones. Yeah. It's like the movie theater. Uh, yeah, yeah. Exactly. I guess I guess we said there was one rule: was talking to the mic. I guess the second rule is turn your turn your fucking phone off. I know. Sorry. Yeah, it's okay. Pull your, pull your earbuds out of your ears so you can actually hear the bartender. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, I think a lot of times, you know, people will try to engage you in confrontational things. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times people just want to be heard. You just yeah. got to listen. Yeah, you don't even just want really to to need you. to comment or anything. You're just like, yeah, yeah. Tell me more about that. And mm-hmm. then they go. They yeah. want to yeah. yeah. talk. You're just sitting there snipping away at their hair and they're just jabba, 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 jabba. Yep. Exactly. Maybe they do that because like, so they bring up the, the sensitive subjects because they know it'll create an interaction, whether good or bad. And then when they realize they don't get an emotion or a reaction then then they have to like dig into 
something more personal and be like, okay, well, my name's Bob. Yeah, <laughs> yeah maybe. <laughs> Whatever I, I identify as, you know, this is who I am as a person. This is what I do. <laughs> I've always had hairstylists or, or barbers that would talk. Like, I wasn't usually the one that talked. I mean, yeah. sometimes I'd, I'd engage in the conversation, but it was usually them. Like, when I was getting my hair cut down in the U Village for a while, um, I went to the same lady every time. She was awesome. She was a lot of fun. But, man, she had a lot of... Uh, Stories. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I do feel like, because I've worked with many, many hairdressers too, that there's some that definitely use it as their stage to talk about themselves. And then there's mm-hmm. other people who really take it the other way and just listen to their guests. Or sometimes I just take it from their lead too, because like, if they pull out a magazine, then I'm like, cool, we're not talking today. <laughs> All right. <laughs> so I'm like planning my grocery list. What am I making for dinner? You know. Mm-hmm. Those kinds of things while they're just reading their magazine. Do people leave their headphones in ever when they're getting their hair cut? No, no, no. one's ever left headphones that's in. That's good. Well, that's good because that's you're good. literally like <laughs> right sharp object ear. around their ear. <laughs> oh, it's like earbuds or something, you know, like they're wireless ones now. You could yeah, yeah. probably I mean, just sit there. Maybe. I don't yeah. know. It feels so rude to me, though. So I can, it is rude. Yeah. Yeah. I can't bring oh, no. myself to I can't. I can't like walk in the building with them in my ears usually. Cause I, I can see somebody doing like something. a prank show where they come in with like big headphones, like the bows or something like that. <laughs> to get a haircut. Like, cut my hair, please. <laughs> can you just cut you around the headphone? No, 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 no. I'm listening to the news. Leave me alone. My give podcast. Me, give me the headphone cut. <laughs> Sometimes guys forget they're wearing a hat and I'm like, are we, are we going to cut around your hat or should you take it off today? <laughs> <laughs> Clean the neckline up a little yeah. bit? It's yeah. the new bowl cut. <laughs> yeah, for sure. For sure. <laughs> oh. So any other, any like interesting stories? Like, have you ever had anybody sit there and just be like, you know, you fucked my hair up or just so rude to you that you were like, get the hell out of my, out of my chair. Um, one of the first jobs I ever had, I worked in the mall and this mom brought in this little girl. She was probably like three or four and she said she wanted a wedge. So I just got a beauty out of beauty school. So I know what a wedge is. It's like you shave up the back and then you leave like a little bob on the top. So I pull out my clippers and I shave up the back of her little girl's head. She lost her mind. She's like, what are you doing? And I was like, I'm doing a wedge. And she's like, I didn't want it shaved. And I go, oh, well, that's a bob. You asked for a wedge. Like, fast forward now, I have children, girls. And if I brought them in for a haircut and someone busted out clippers and shaved up the back of my kid's head, I'd probably lose my mind, too. What have you done? Yep. So now I've learned to say, okay, so when you say wedge, you mean, like, shave the whole back of her head and blah, blah, blah. And they're like, oh, no, no, that's not what I mean. Okay, let's clarify. So I always say that haircutting is like 80% communication, 20 percent skill like yeah. it's all about communication yeah i say that about bartenders a lot too honestly yeah i'm sure it I'd is say you yeah i'd say you can teach a monkey to make drinks but like someone that can sit there and communicate with people on a normal level without losing their shit <laughs> engaging with people <laughs> yeah. Yeah. is a big yeah. thing yeah mm-hmm. uh-huh. actually I, I got my haircut this morning and uh by one of my really good friends she would practice on me because I have like very, very fine hair. And so she's always like, God damn, your hair is the worst to cut. Yeah. Um, so we're it's so <laughs> I'm fine. Like, I'm like, it's all poofy Delia. And she's like, you look like a brown Q-tip. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> <Just> dying laughing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I don't it's, think that was a good compliment. No, yeah. No, but, but she's one of my oldest and dearest friends. Yeah. So yeah. 
So oh, take the roast. Funny. Yeah, I take the roast. <laughs> yeah, I'm constantly teasing her. I have so to eat give some her, of that roast with love. <laughs> I have to yeah. give her. I have to give her one or two every once yeah. in a while, every yeah. decade. Yeah, for sure, for sure. <laughs> oh, we've we we've done we missed it again. we missed it again. No, oh. it's it's um trying to make it happen. We were supposed to start with a shot. We're forgetting <laughs> to start with shots. Like this is the third. Well, welcome to the show. That we I haven't guess when started you're in an industry drink. where you just talk all the time, you just forget to do anything except talk all the time. Right. Yeah. 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 But you're not. No, no. My, my mouth is dry. <laughs> <laughs> so cheers. cheers. So welcome cheers. to the show. Thank you. Mm-hmm. We just did rum because we're doing uh, mojitos and that's what yeah. I have down here. So rum. Cocktail of the day's mojito. We'll get to it in a minute. Do Lulu. Sorry. I yeah. don't Irish really whiskey. take shots unless it's on the show. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of the only time we should do it anymore. Ugh. Cutting back. I'm just not as young as it used to be. Yeah. I mean, I do one every night. <laughs> I keep your foot in the game, right? Get to sleep. Oh, I'm not saying I don't drink every night. I'm oh, just saying I don't take shots. Not shots. Got shots. It. Got that's, it. I mean, how do you drink then? I pour a you slow, it, slowly sip it. Full of whiskey and sip on it for <laughs> forty-five <laughs> minutes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We ran out of good whiskey last night, and so we had some um, black velvet tucked away. Gross! Mm. Why yeah. would you even have that? Somebody <laughs> who got... stocks that in their house. People bring stuff like that to your house and leave it. Yeah, no, nobody wants to drink it. They check exactly their liquor cabinet. It's a bring to yeah. a party whiskey. B Y O B. Let me find out what I don't want to drink and bring it over. It's so a fifteen dollar liter of one of my wife's really good friends who just recently moved. She and her husband they couldn't take everything they had, yeah. so they gave us a bunch of furniture that we you know we could use. And they were like, well, we can't take all of this alcohol. Do you want all this? And we're like, yeah, sure, we're alcoholics. We'll take it. <laughs> and one of the bottles was black velvet. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, I'll mix it with some juice or something. And actually, speaking of juice, we have a bottle, another bottle of rum that's called, uh, or a bottle of rum called Jungle Juice. Oh, yeah. And I'm like, this is terrible. And it is. It's yeah, absolutely yeah, terrible. Yeah. Yeah, last year for my birthday, it was like, my, my husband had some beers and stuff like that. But he was like, if you want anything else you know, BYOB, whatever. So somebody brought like pre-mixed margaritas. Oh, that's like pure sugar. Yeah. It's been in the back of our cabinet and we were super desperate one night. So we were like, (laughs) well, let's, let's give it a try. We got some extra tequila and we'll just doctor it up a little bit. But yeah, it was, it was not good. A lot of ice and a lot of extra tequila. Yeah. Like dump salt in your mouth. You basically just treat that as margarita mix and then add. Yeah. 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 That's kind of what we did. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Fair enough. Yep. Respect that. Nice beers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, these beers are I know. <laughs> Same thing. I'm trying to be a lady over here. <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> no, go for it. You're the guest. You can do whatever you want. Oh, uh, yay. Wait. <laughs> oh, my gosh. So, unruly customers. Yeah. Sometimes people cry. Yeah. Why? They cry. Oh, because you, you such cut, a terrible you cut job their hair, with their they hair. Start crying? No. Or it's just they've had it's such an emotional. <laughs> What'd you day. do to them? <laughs> they think they want their hair cut a certain way, and then you cut it, and they're like, "That's not what I wanted." No, that Oof. never happens. I'm lying. Oh, it happened once. Happened. It happened once. I've like like, seen that mm-hmm. happen just by walking by a place. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I'm just kidding. But yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, I, I have great clients. I mean, some of them have been with me this whole entire career of mine and I'm so grateful for them and and I guess that something that I've really picked up on is that 
we're a safe place for them. And I'm sure you guys have had regulars that you see mm. every single week. And mm. you realize, man, I see these people more than their family sees them. Yeah. And you're safe because they can share things with you and they know you don't know their people. Mm-hmm. Like they can talk about their neighbor. They can talk about their husband or wife. They can talk about anybody. And you're safe because you know them. They trust you, but you don't know their people. Yeah. So that's something that I, I really have just kind of like clicked with me is like I see these people a lot more than other people do yeah and it's cool and I appreciate that relationship that they have with me and that I have with them Mm -hmm. like for that hour I can be their best friend and I and I love that that is pretty cool you're just like there you know you get to be a sounding board for somebody to sit there and be like a a low budget therapist but at the same time like it's you know it's we say therapist because that's like yeah, know, something you would do in this in the field of talking to people, but I mean, it it really is like um, I don't know. There's something healing there for people to just get out and t- and be able to talk, just hear themselves say things. <laughs> yeah, well, and I think a lot of industries have changed from being like human to human contact. Like you can go to the grocery store and not talk to a single person. Yeah, mm-hmm. you can check out your own stuff. Yeah, like you can go to the airport and check in and get on your plane and never talk to somebody like there's so many things that have been made easier quote unquote for us but it takes the people out of it mm-hmm. where i mean there's there's just something there about having a person who is listening to you and interacting with you and um i just i just don't think that that's something that can be replicated by machines right. so yeah. i'm grateful for that that's got to be nice in your industry too because they already tried to like create a robot <laughs> To, like to cut hair, <laughs> like the Floby. Oh yeah, I think the that was Flo-by. like that was like that was as close as they got yeah, to a haircutting yeah. robot. True. I, I, every was I feel like every Wayne's week. World? Yeah, yeah. It was the suck <laughs> cut in Wayne's never world. <laughs> it was a suck cut because he's like, it certainly does suck. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but uh, <laughs> um, I, I feel like every week I see robots making drinks. No, like different robots like learning how to shake I'm yeah like, oh, man but it's still there th- i mean th- you know like you said th- there there's still that personal aspect that you need mm-hmm. um, i mean have there been any other attempts at robot haircuts do you think have you seen anything i don't know what was that one there was the there was a demolition man where they put like a thing on their face and gave them makeup i don't know about like if i've, I've and, seen like, like a shampooing it. machine it mm. looks kind of like the car wash but it's for your head like, it comes up from the back of the shampoo wall, and it, like, with the shampoo, and then these things scrub their head, and then it goes, mm-hmm. and it, like, sprays the shampoo off. Does it feel like someone with long fingernails scrubbing your head, though? Because... I, I don't know. I've only seen a video. Nothing, nothing is quite like that. I know. Yeah. yeah. It's everybody's favorite part. Yeah. Like, yeah. it oh, yeah. is. Everybody's, oh, yeah. like... This is my favorite part. Yeah. Like it's like the first time I've ever heard that. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. well, it's, it's where someone's like taking care of you. I think there's there's like well, there's, like there's a some mini there's, head massage. Really. Yeah, you're exactly. in a vulnerable state, and someone's oh. being kind to you. So yeah. it's like this really yeah. like sweet moment. Well, and I heard <laughs> something once too that um, our heads are a part of our body that we want to protect more than any other. Well, you guys have other parts, but you know what I mean. <laughs> like people want to protect their heads. Like mm-hmm. it's a vulnerable place and so yeah so it takes a lot of trust to let somebody touch your head Mm -hmm. you know like you don't walk up to your friends and be like 
let me touch your face. Yeah. You know, well, there's but, a lot of friends like, like if you touch I, them in the I head, they'll like hit you. Yeah, yeah. Like people, it's like it's like a natural reflex to protect your head. So it's like it takes a lot of trust to let somebody first of all come at you with a sharp object to your head. And then, you know, like it's not something that you normally do in everyday life is have somebody touching your head. So I think, you know, it definitely feels really great, but it also, you have to really trust that person to let them touch your head. That's why it's so, it's always so important to find somebody that you like to cut your hair, I think. That's always, it's yeah. always been a thing. Like you find somebody that like, you just like kind of like, eh, whatever. You, you don't ever go back, but then you find somebody that, you know, you, you click with and yeah, it becomes like sure. this bond. You know, I've had people that have cut my hair for long blocks. I've traveled like across the state to get mm-hmm. a haircut just because, or gone for like three years without a haircut yeah. because I just didn't have anybody that I trusted for to cut sure. my hair at the for time. For sure. Yeah. I yeah. mean, I have, I have kids that I literally did their first haircuts. They're in college now. So like they sometimes will get haircuts when they're in school, but they call that person fake Karin. Like I love it. <laughs> I'm like, oh, I had to have fake Karin give me a haircut. But they'll, they'll text me and be like, hey, I'm in town for the weekend. Can you get me in for a haircut? And I will squeeze those people in, mm-hmm. you know, like I'll find a spot because I love that, that, you know, they're, they're like, hey, you give me a good haircut and I mm-hmm. want to come see you. So I'm going to make it work. That's awesome. That's, yeah. that's really cool. That's super awesome. I love that. Like, just, just the loyalty of, of regulars is so great. Oh, for sure. The um, the place I'm at currently, the place I'm working at, I've been there for, it's the longest bar I've ever, it's the longest time I've ever spent working in a bar. So mm-hmm. It's almost five years now, which is, um, like, crazy. Um, <clears throat> so the ability to establish regulars over the course of five years, I mean, you have, like, even longer than that, which is super cool. But, yeah, but like, I've changed salons. I mean, a lot of people come with me, some mm-hmm. don't, but yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that happens with bars, too, I think, when you move from bar to bar. once You'll have people that come visit you. You know, you're farther away from their home, but they try to come check in with you every once in a yeah. while, which is super yeah. sweet. Um, I, have a, I have, like, regular, I have a guy that lives in Arizona, Ed. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> He came and checked in on me recently at Cantina. Like, this guy that he used to um, be one of our regulars, and he was one of the corporate guys at a hotel that we worked at. Uh-huh. Um, he would come spend, hang out in the bar every time he stayed at the hotel. And so now he just kind of checks in from time to time, makes sure yeah. he's still doing good. <laughs> yeah, cute. that's cool. Yeah. I like, yeah, I like regulars. regulars are the best. They really I make, know. like, the whole... They make it all, like, worth doing. <clears throat> Well, because it, it's more than just the service you give. It's you. Mm-hmm. They're coming back to see you. Yeah. yeah. Like my mom always jokes. She's like, you're really amazing at doing hair, but people definitely come back for the show. Mm-hmm. Like she calls it the show. The show. Like it's the Karin <laughs> show. <laughs> and I mean, it yeah. kind of is. Like some days I'm mm-hmm. like, this is like my own stand-up over here. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, you get the laughs and like that feels good. Yeah, like, like you can oh, try out new jokes. I'm funny and today. Like. Yeah. yeah. And then other awesome. times people tell you like, something terrible that's happening in their lives mm-hmm. and you get to be that person in their life too and just sure. listen and Consult. i mean i i always say i mean this is therapy but i have no license so if mm-hmm. it's terrible it's on you for listening to me. yeah, yeah so, i just have life experience i don't have a degree just a lot of people like you talking to me yep. and, yeah. and and my and me changing my my the way i respond to you based on how other people have reacted in the past say the wrong thing someone's upset trying to say that again <laughs> excuse me well that was wrong yeah. say that. oh man <laughs> I wouldn't ruin their life <laughs> maybe just night maybe it's just their night yeah they're drunk they won't remember it yeah mine aren't drunk though <laughs> yeah, they're coming true. back sober <laughs> that's true I have the they remember the stories yeah. that they tell they're like, remember when you said blah 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 <laughs> like 
I don't think that was me. <laughs> <laughs> sure, that wasn't me. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mixing the two—that's so. That's the fun thing is when they get a couple of drinks and you get people like loosening up more, so they're less awkward, I guess. <laughs> but you get them just straight dry, like sober for the most part. Well, you... I mean, we've got boxed wine, and we'll give it to oh, you nice. in a coffee cup. Yeah, oh, there's there's a spot nice. there's a spot near me. Um, where I'll get my haircut sometimes, and they have beers, and that's actually just part of. Yeah, part of. It's just the part of you come yeah. in and get a haircut, and they're like, "Here's a beer." And you're like, "Oh, yeah, thanks." Yeah. You sit there and drink a beer while you wait. Uh-huh. And I kind of like that, just because it makes you feel a little more relaxed. And then you sit down, and you're like, "Hey, yeah, what's up, friend? I'm kind of drunk now." Well, the shop <laughs> I'm in right now, they said we want it to feel like you're hanging out at our house. Mm-hmm. Like that's the way we want you to feel. There's yeah. nothing pretentious about it. Nice. It's just, I mean, the the group that I work with right now. I mean, we seriously are like love each other and i think people know that like i've worked in places where you can tell the people working together have zero relationship with each other Mm -hmm. and that's an uncomfortable thing to walk into yeah you can just feel the tension in the room yeah yeah, for sure so it's just about getting people to feel comfortable you Mm -hmm. know and and i love that nice that's cool yeah i'm not that much into like into this this is fun (laughs) <laughs> no, just just into the hospitality of all of it. That's really yeah. That's yeah, really awesome. I mean, just I feel like people, that's just a huge piece. Just keep people to let their guards down, let you take care of them. Yeah, for the most part. Yeah, that's, for sure. Yeah, that's what we're all trying to do in all of our respective places. People come in so hard because the world's hard, man. Yeah, <laughs> it is. It is. But I feel like if we can be that little happy spot for just a little bit of time in their life, then yeah, it's awesome. Yeah, yeah. I was thinking earlier too. Like the, these are the people that. Um, like, they probably end up tipping you well over time, but that's one of the things that I feel like kind of goes by the wayside where, you know, you you work for tips, but you get those regulars that kind of no matter how they tip you, like, you have that connection with them where mm-hmm. it doesn't really matter. You're like, oh, this guy's going to give me a buck on a hundred, but I, you know, I really care about him or whatever. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, tips are great, but honestly, I don't ever... There's something more gratifying Worry about it. Yeah. Money. To me, it's more important that you come back. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I have people sometimes they know they have an appointment coming up and they're like, hey, um, I overspent this month. I just don't have the money. I'm going to have to reschedule. And I'm booked out like four to six weeks. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, you know what? Come in. Pay me when you can. It's cool. Mm-hmm. And I honestly mean that. You know, awesome. I would much rather have you keep coming back than stop coming because you're funds got low that month you know right. like to me it's not if i could do this job and still live my life and pay my bills and do it for free i honestly think i would mm-hmm. like i used to always joke that i was gonna retire when i was at 20 years which yeah. only made me 40 years old <laughs> so that's not really an option because my my husband would say well can you collect social security at that time <laughs> which obviously no but now i'm like i want to be that like 95 year old old lady who's mm-hmm. like i've been doing hair for 75 years <laughs> like i want to be that lady now like i don't know what else i would be doing yeah because yeah. you found that i mean like if you're i mean money's so uh, unfulfilling to a certain extent like it, it pays bills and does this and it can buy you things but like when it comes to like the, the meaningful shit like mm-hmm. it doesn't it's not that's not the goal really no you're, you're able no. to connect with people and establish bonds and sure the, like, like there's something more rewarding to that than i mean it, it's funny because um we were just traveling and we went to sardinia and mm-hmm. it's known as one of the blue zones and if you heard of the blue zones before there's these zones on the planet um 
uh, where people live a really long time. It's the, the like longest life experience. I'm going to butcher all this. My wife's going to laugh. She's, <laughs> but you know what? We're going to believe. Yeah. No, it's, have... it's mostly true. Most of what I'm saying is at least has a root of truth I feel like your it. point will be relevant, yeah, but yeah, maybe yeah. the facts might not quite be there. But... So it's the blue zones. Okay. I know uh, Sardinia in Italy is one. Okinawa, Japan is another. Um, typically, the one of the... Um, <laughs> common factors among these these places are that they are um, like small communities where people live near each other and they're very social um, so they get out um, there's a lot of like walking and cycling uh, people get a lot of physical exercise just around their day with not riding in cars or riding bikes but you know using their feet to get from one place to another bikes kind of I guess I remember it's a healthier style. Lots of fish because they're islands. Um, but so it's like the, the healthy diet, decent amount of exercise, and and the social aspect that is like crucial. Because I mean, you can have diet and exercise. What's the you know? And sorry, you can have diet and exercise and just like be, you know, nothing. Yeah. Or, you know, there's those babies that die if you don't touch them. Yeah. That's, that's a well, there's that page. story that's going around too about how <laughs> it used to be like the women in this village would all wash their clothes down at the river mm-hmm. then they all got washing machines mm. and like depression became rampant yeah. in their area they lost their social yeah, circle they lost their social yeah I, I was watching this tv show um where uh, i forget what the show was about but this scene like these u.s military people where it was over in the middle east and they kept having to come back to this this village because the well that these soldiers had built and dug for this community kept getting destroyed. And after like the third time of coming back to fix the well, they did some research and they were like, okay, investigating what's going on. And they found out that the women of the village kept destroying the well because they, the only time that they had a chance to talk to each other and be themselves was when they walked that five miles to the river to get water. That's part of their day. Yeah. So yeah. they're like, we're Just away from our men, and we're away from like these stupid restrictions and rules, and mm-hmm. we can actually talk to each other. Yeah. And now that the well's right here, five seconds from our house, we yeah. can't talk to each other. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. All the more time you have to spend working rather than, you know, doing something fun with your friends. Yeah. Not necessarily fun, but doing a task with people you love. Yeah, well, they were walking and talking Sorry, with yeah. each other. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, that was me. I... <laughs> Jesus. Right, everything's fine. This, this is why I, I, what I love about Joey is that he, he's such a people person that he's so engaged with the conversation that we're having with you forget that he forgets that we're a podcast. <laughs> like... I get comfortable. <laughs> but that's, that's one of the best things about mm-hmm. having Joey as a part of this is because he's so engaging with people. He, yeah. it, he just ignores the technology and he's like, no, I'm interested in your story. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. But he has to, I, that's, that's why I'm here. I wrangle him. <laughs> you gotta have people in your life to wrangle you. <laughs> oh, he, he'll wrangle me plenty. <laughs> it's true. It's true. It's, Mutual uh, it's a give and yes. take. Yes. It's a give and take. Um. <laughs> uh. Oh, cool. the shenanigans. Should we, uh, should we cocktail time? I think it's cocktail time. You ready for a cocktail? I'm always ready for a cocktail time. Nice. Nice. So, Joey, um, what, what's the cocktail today? Let me pull it up. Don't do that. 
<laughs> so, so Joey, what's keep, our specialty? Keep for talking tonight? and leave the focus off of me for a second. <laughs> and Joey, <laughs> Joey, what are you fixing up for us today? I'm pretty sure you already know, Karen. What's the specialty cocktail of the evening? I do know. So, the cocktail of the day <laughs> is. Um, by a lot of people's standards, their least favorite cocktail to make. <laughs> oh, that's no, no, no. good to know because I, I order this cocktail it's, quite a bit. So this and is I one of those. Hear, oh, sorry, we're out of mint. <laughs> yeah, and I'm like. <laughs> so sometimes we're legitimately out of mint. Um, sometimes <laughs> the mint looks like shit. Yeah, um, yeah. And actually, I was telling Peter about this earlier. So um i was one of the people that used to hate making a mojito and but then i sat down i was like all right if i want to be good at my job i need to be good at drinks and understand drinks and and it'll be so easily shaken (laughs) so i was like (laughs) what do i hate about making the mojito and for me it was the fact that i didn't have all the ingredients readily prepared you know ready yeah so i had to like run into the back find some mint come out bring out this bag of mint, find green leaves. There's black leaves in there. So you got to pick the good ones off. And then, you know, so it's a good like five minutes of like trying to travel around the restaurant. Um, Bless you. Um, You know, and and as, as for me wanting to be upset, I could blame that on any number of things, but really it's just the fact that I didn't set my bar up for ultimate success. So what I've been doing lately is just bringing in a little cup of mint um, every night I work, even though I work in a bar that mainly makes margaritas. We make 100 margaritas a night. We're a tequila bar. We have four rums. <laughs> but people will still order mojitos. And so I don't want to just make them a shitty drink and send them on their way. you know, Because yeah. that yeah. just goes past my standards. Now, at, at your them. restaurant, do people mm-hmm. think that a mojito is a Mexican drink? I'm not. I'm not sure what people think. I don't want to. I don't want to project the, their Fair own enough. misconceptions on them. But it's not. It's a Cuban drink. Um, it's it's from uh, because it's a it's a rum based cocktail. Um, rum was rum is a, a sugar cane derived spirit. Sugar cane grows um, most. Uh, um, so what am I looking for? Grows, uh, it grows like, better and stronger in these tropical, hot Caribbean, islands. Yeah, yeah in the Bahamas, um, and uh, so the the mojito itself is actually a very very old cocktail. Um, it goes back all the way back to I think the first time they have it dated in in some sort of document was fifteen eighty six. Mm. But it probably even goes back further than that. That's basically the first time white people will document it. <laughs> Shit, like the really, Goddamn white people. It was, um, so, <laughs> and, they got and, off um, their iPads. They're yeah. like, let's take a picture of this <laughs> for like my Instagram. Um, <laughs> it's the Europeans that, that come and, and name things um that have already been there for 100 years and like oh we, we, we discovered it like, you don't discover shit like, you discovered people that made something good um so the mojito story i'm just going to read it to you because it's kind of funny uh francis drake was one of a band of privateers sponsored by england's queen elizabeth the first to plunder spanish cities in the new world and seize their riches in 1586 he dropped anchor off the cuban shore with a cargo of spanish treasure which was already valued at twice the queen's annual income. Damn. King Philip the tw- uh, King Philip the twice. Not once, the twice. King Philip the twice of Spain uh, had warned his governor of 
had warned his governor in Cuba of Drake's approach uh, and of his intentions to take the Aztec gold stored in the city's royal treasury. Havana was well prepared, Cuba. Um, but everyone was amazed when, after several days of waiting, Captain Drake sailed away from the richest port in the West Indies after firing only a few shots. Uh, Drake left Havana and its gold intact, but his visit was a major event, something perhaps worthy of naming a drink after, known as the Drock or Drack or Drick. <laughs> this consisted of a. Uh, I'm, I'm uh, sorry, could you repeat that? Stop it, Peter. <laughs> Hello, can I please get a Drick? It's a D R A Q U E, D R A K, or D R A C. Say it oh, over there's, there's literally three different words that he's reading. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was. I was. I'm reading it. I'm not just trying to say things. <laughs> well, you kind of are. Um, so, the Drake... I'm going to call it the Drake Cocktail because that's what it's called. Uh, it was named after the guy. Uh, it consisted of a sure aguardiente. The Drake, right? Shut the fuck up! <laughs> now my, my kids can't here. listen to this I'm podcast. I'm sorry. No, we can edit that out. <laughs> just edit me getting mad. <laughs> No, that's what the viewers like, though, Jerry. I know, I'm just All kidding. Right. They're um, in high school. They'll be fine. Shut the frick up. Fork. Shut the fork up. Yeah, because the good place. That's yeah. a good show. I've been watching it. Mother fork and cheese and wine. Um, so, the Drake is consisted of aguardiente, and that's a crude cane spirit, and it was the forerunner of rum. So, it's a, uh, another thing that was, it was probably a regional rum. Um, Made from a sugar cane from whatever. Um, so is the aguardiente, sugar, lime, and mint, which is, uh, those are the ingredients of a mojito. Switch out the rum. Um, some say the drink was not originally Cuban. It was actually invented upon Drake's ship, which carried mint to mix with cane spirit, sugar, lime, to make a drink to relieve fever and colds. Um, so it was like a, it was like a tummy ache like kind of. Yeah, it was basically like a cure-all. You would just you chew on some mint and drink some some of the rum with sugar, and it would it would make you feel a little better because you get a little drunk. We and should the go mint back to good. that. I think yeah. you know well, it's like, oh, your baby's teething. Rub some rum on their gums. Well, yeah. I mean, if we're gonna they go just that, go to sleep because they're drunk. Yeah, <laughs> if we're gonna do that, we might as well just go back to like the original Coca Cola. Oh, well, so OG Coke. Yeah. During oh, you want some cocaine in your? Coke? <laughs> During one of the worst cholera epidemics to ever hit Havana, the author Ramon de Paula wrote, Every day at 11 o'clock, I consume a little Drake made from aguardiente, and I am doing very well. So that was an old reference. Yeah, um, so every night and I so, have a drink and I feel great. Mm-hmm. So from the Drake to the mojito, um, the origins of the name mojito are pretty misty a lot of this stuff is like a lot of the, like a lot of cocktails everything's born in a fog of booze like none of the facts are really that sharp um so and like usually there's several like cla- that. You, no usually for all these cocktails especially ones as old and, and storied as the mojito and the margarita there's several claims to the to the name no but but your statement that it's born in a fog of booze mm-hmm. and that's I like that statement no oh, thank you like <laughs> genuinely i'm saying that. yeah it's like drunk history um, yeah so yeah. Yeah, it, it's it's drunk history about the things that make you drunk. So it's even <laughs> harder to get there because people are like, "What was that we had last night again?" I don't even remember. Yeah, what I drank, nobody's but nobody's sitting there with how a, it was a made. piece of like rawhide and and right, like right. Rough well, how many times have ink? you been like, like all the good stuff is gone, and you're looking through your house, and you're like, 
well, if we mix this crystal light <laughs> with this, and mm-hmm. then we add some fruit, and then top it off with some LaCroix, <laughs> look what we got. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Oh. I, I do that a lot. Actually, I have a... What, did I get you? No, no, no. I was just going to say that, that there was one night where Kelly and I, we had uh, one of our friends over, and... Kelly's like, make a drink for Nick. And I'm like, okay, what do we have? And so I'm like, literally looking through Kelly's cupboards and I'm like, there is fucking nothing. And I'm like, all right, we'll take this and that and this and some of this from the refrigerator. And I made this awful drink. It was just absolutely awful. Can I say something real quick? Yes. (laughs) I believe it. I I know you do. So it's this terrible drink. And Nick takes a sip and he's like, huh, it's not that bad. It tastes like a day old flat Zima. (laughs) <laughs> oh my gosh okay i just heard somebody Sounds yesterday awful. i was actually at church mm-hmm. and this guy armin he's like you know what every generation has their own zima <laughs> right now white claw white claw white claw man yeah yeah mm-hmm. for us a, it's just a I'm sugarless like borderline zima. zima and smirnoff ice mm. like i'm just like borderline smirnoff, smirnoff ice, ice I, I, I got yeah. sick off of zima yeah but mm. smirnoff ice no, and but bef- isn't that true? Like, everybody yes. has, like, And before their- all that, it was Pepsi Clear. Yeah, but that wasn't alcoholic. That's, that's not. I know, it's just what, it's just what prepped us for, that we wanted something that tasted that's more than water, but was still clear. It was, it was Pepsi Crystal, wasn't it? Yeah. That is, crystal, was, crystal Pepsi. Crystal Pepsi. Because remember the SNL where they had Crystal Gravy, and they just poured, like, <laughs> they just poured, like, corn <laughs> syrup over mashed potatoes, and it was, like, oh Crystal God. Gravy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that was a good episode. You know, it was one of their commercials. There, you so. know what I miss? Hmm. O- okay soda. You know did, what I miss? Did you guys ever have okay soda? You know what I miss? I don't what? know. Getting through the oh, sorry, cocktail history. Sorry. Okay, we'll focus. In under five minutes. Ready, go. <laughs> so, the origins of the name Mojito are equally misty. Like a fog of alcohol. <laughs> like He's that. been working on that analogy for <laughs> yes. like days. Yes. Did you see how excited he was when I said I liked it? Some... I'm reading it off of the website. This is from a Difference Guide if you guys want to just read it. Um, some say it comes from mojar, a Spanish verb suggesting wetness. Other claim it comes from the African word mojo, meaning a place to meaning to place a little spell. Um, either way, Cuba's oldest cocktail is superbly refreshing and is one of the world's best-selling cocktails. Um, there's one more myth to how it was created, and it's something about some, some people, some Americans went and wanted... A version of the of the um, mint julep because it's a it's a minty bourbon drink, but I mean that the, the dates are all wrong for that. They don't they don't. That's like it's not before the 1500s that they went and did that. Then <laughs> quite established, that, you know. That's, so so um, yeah, mojito. Rockin Yay! <laughs> Hi. So can I get a mojito? Yeah. Um, Oh, yeah. <laughs> also, <Birthday shots. laughs> it is. Um, it's so can just... I get something fruity but low calorie? Nothing. <laughs> Water. With... Okay, no, this is a good. This is a good thing to bring up. <laughs> um, now you've done skinny it. margaritas. Are not a thing. It's a name created by a lady from Housewives of New Jersey. I think she was one of them. That was her. She oh, had yeah, a Bethany. she had a brand of skinny uh-huh. bitch drinks, and yep. after that, everybody started calling uh, scratch margaritas, which is just margaritas made of fresh fruit and tequila. They call, started calling them skinny margaritas, and it's just an annoying name because it doesn't nothing makes you skinny. Like so, 
if you want to lose weight, don't drink alcohol. Mm. Initially. Like, alcohol affects your metabolism. It slows things down. Like, if you want if you just take, like, a break. Take a week off. Take a month off. You know? It, and and then you'll find yourself, you know, feeling better. But, like, if you if you want a drink that you can drink while you're on your diet and still get a little drunk, um, don't. I mean, you're already on a diet. Just restrict. Mm-hmm. And, and then reward yourself when you're done. That's that. That's yeah. my... That's my my being as a bartender, my my personal experience, like as as far as like living my life and like doing, you know, eating fish every day. I don't eat fish every day, but like you know, getting to that point where you're working out six times a week, and there's still like the one thing that I could do that would like get me to the point of like a six pack was to cut booze out. Like it would, it, mm-hmm. it you retain so much, uh, it slows your metabolism. Just even one shot a day, or one drink a day, will affect you to a certain point. It even affects your sleep. So well, as much as I love alcohol, like, I mean, yeah. if, if, if you're looking for, you know, uh, um, some benefits, maybe cut back. Well, <laughs> and I mean, after you drink a bottle of wine and then you eat a box of Cheez-Its, mm-hmm. because if I hadn't drank the bottle of wine, I probably wouldn't have eaten the whole box of Cheez-Its. Exactly. So, or know, ordered Domino's. Yeah. Yeah. Cause that's Jack in the box. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Cause no, that's another thing with automated. So you can get, you can in, literally you sit can on your get couch in audibly intoxicated to a point where you can't really talk and still when you go on your phone because it's got your thumbprint you don't even have to remember your password (laughs) or recognizes your slurry face (laughs) and then you and you pick out what food you want and then the only human interaction you have to have is when the person comes to your door you just got to be able to open your door which is then you just put on sunglasses and a hat (laughs) if you can remember to do that and you go hey man and they go, oh, here's your pizza. And, they go, thanks, and your Taco Bell. Mm-hmm. And your McDonald's. And they go, thanks. <laughs> thanks. They're like, all those delivery tip. guys are like high-fiving each other. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. They're like, this guy again. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, I us. recognize this address. Cocktail <laughs> 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 time. time. Want to watch Joey make the cocktail? Find all of our videos on our website at lifefromthewell.com or go to YouTube and subscribe to our channel. Life from the well. And we're back. So what do you think about the cocktail? Oh, <laughs> I, I love this cocktail. It's yeah. very good. Well, I mean, Joey's cocktail specifically, oh, like this version it. of Don't it. Don't be weird. How do, you, how do you feel about Joey's ability to make cocktails? I feel that Joey is very competent. <laughs> Just competent. Good. It was okay. very no, that's, educational. That's, that's what's going on in his Yelpy root. Competent is um, <laughs> compliment. I feel like he was very relatable that I could actually maybe make this drink myself at home because I do live on a farm where I grow fresh mint. Nice. Yeah. And do you have rum? Yes, I have rum. And do you have limes you around? fresh bottles of time? Yeah, I've got I've got some lime juice in the fridge. It's from a bottle. Yeah, I mean that works out of a bottle. Works. You just get the tartness. Yeah. What about um, club soda? Yeah, I got yeah, that club soda, mm-hmm. rock and roll. You got you mentioned you have red Lacroix typically on hand. Yeah, I've got some Lacroix. Lacroixes. Have, have you ever made one with like the cucumber melon? No, I've used. Um, I mixed tequila with most of those. Yeah, so I I use <laughs> the rum, some of the mint from my garden, some lime, and then the cucumber melon Lacroix. Mm-hmm. No, oh, that would be yummy. It was pretty. Give you like a little like. Then that, you could add a little cucumber to the to the muddle oh, mash in the I beginning. I did do that because I grew a, cucumbers this summer. Mm-hmm. Nice. Yeah, that would be really good. Did you guys see that on my Insta story? I didn't see it. Oh, I cool. never get on Insta stories. I'm Thanks. sorry. 
Thanks, guys. Yeah, no, we hey, totally man. saw it. It was awesome. Really Thanks great. Thanks for supporting me, <laughs> you jerks. Yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm the worst when it comes to the, the social media. No, it's fine. I, like, posted this picture, and I was like, I grew 80% of the things in this because... That's fun. Um, uh, we bought a house with five acres. Nice. And it came with raised beds, so automatically my husband was like, yeah, it's grow a garden. <laughs> yeah. So... Produce. I'm like a farmer now, which awesome. everyone's what, like, So what all are you growing? Um, I had carrots and beets and green beans, peas, zucchini, nice. yellow squash, zucchini squash, tomatoes, cucumbers, yes. strawberries. Nice. Sounds like an awesome salad. Yeah. <laughs> you, can throw it, you can throw it together. All of that together. Yeah. No, really. Yeah. You can chop it all up. You can make some good, um, some good dinners with all that. Yeah. No, it was. It was Thank pretty you. cool. Like you just go pick everything, grill That's some fun. meat dinner boom you got year-round cycles on it is there like certain things you're doing in the winter versus the fall versus the summer no it's pretty much done i mean we've got apples right now. one crop harvest done yeah we don't really live in a warm enough area to grow things year-round you got five acres you're gonna build yourself a little greenhouse yeah i could grow a greenhouse Mm, yeah that'd be pretty epic that would be yeah do you have any fruit trees Mm mm-hmm i've got plums pears and apples nice yeah. Get some good pies can, and jams. I can some applesauce. Heck yeah. Nice. That's awesome. I'm becoming my mother. <laughs> <laughs> That's fun though. It's, yeah. so, it's so cool to like make your own food. No, it is. Like I get so excited. Like today I went out there and I'm still getting green beans. Mm-hmm. And I was like, look at all these green beans. Yeah. Like I was so excited. That's awesome. I know. Free, I mean, essentially for your green beans. I mean, you work for No, them. it is. Yeah. I mean, you, you plant a seed and mm-hmm. a whole pack of seeds is like $2 yeah. and you get like Hundreds of green beans? Like, that's nuts. <laughs> it's a whole season's worth of And how much is a can of green dish? beans? Yeah, I know. Or, like, the bag of frozen green beans at yeah. Costco. Yeah. Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. No, it is. It's pretty the cool. fresh green bean bags you can buy by the pound at the store, you know? It's, yeah. Yeah. Well, and it, I don't know. Versus... It's just kind of fun to, like, go out there and see that you grew it yourself. I don't know. It's fun. Yeah, it's cool. So, you, like, do you, you don't use your hair shears on the vines for the green, to snip the green beans mm-hmm. off? No, I, I only cut hair with my hair shears. Okay. It's probably a good thing. Yeah, like we discussed during our break time. They're we, pretty, we about the pretty pricey. Of, of scissors. Shears. They're scissors. called shears. Don't call them scissors. Yeah, shears. Do you have a pair of scissors at home, or do you just call all scissors shears? Oh, no, I have scissors. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, there's the intentional, like head yeah. shears versus scissors. Yeah. Like paper scissors. I don't know. I, I call them scissors. <laughs> My beauty school teacher was real funny about things. Like, you don't say you wash hair. You shampoo it. Mm. You don't uh, rat hair. You tease it. You, uh, what's another one she says? You don't paint your nails. You polish your nails. Mm. Like, things like that. That mm. just sound more professional. Sure. Like, I I, when I was in beauty school, our haircuts were $3. I was like, man, we're cheap, but we're good. She's <laughs> like, no, no. We're inexpensive. I'm like, <laughs> oh, that does sound a little classier than cheap. Yeah. Now, yeah. Um, we were talking about, uh, during the break, um, we were talking about you, uh, having very, very sharp shears. Yes. And uh, you said you have, what, 15 scars or something on your hand? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've got some scars. Yeah, they're what's, sharp. They will cut you. What's the worst cut you've ever gotten? Um, I mean, it's like when you're, you get a good one on your palm of your hand, it just keeps busting open all day long. 
so it's kind of more of a hassle than anything i mean i haven't had like a really really good one like people have lost knuckles mm. knuckles like the whole thing well just like that whole skin that covers your knuckle oh sure yeah <laughs> have you ever cut yourself um so bad that you didn't even realize that you were bleeding on your oh yeah hair? that happens yeah because <laughs> it's so it's they're so out. sharp it doesn't it doesn't really hurt and then mm-hmm. you just keep cutting and then you notice you're like oh hold on i cut myself and you like run to the back and go wipe it up and you're like i really hope i didn't just get blood on your head yeah sorry i cut myself opening a bottle of wine and i had to be i had to i don't know if that's I don't want to steal the story. I just, it was a similar. <laughs> I was yeah. like, oh shit, I gotta run away. I was, I was wearing a thumb ring and, and I was opening the bottle of wine and a piece of the bottle broke off and went into, like, inside my thumb ring, like, into my thumb. It's actually right there. You can see the scar. Were Oof. you also wearing puka shells with that thumb ring? <laughs> I might have been at the time. This was 2000. That was awesome. Four, I think. So, <laughs> so possibly. <laughs> There's a really good chance I had frosted tips and fuga shells at the time. Okay, totally. Just wondering. Um, yeah, the scars to there. Piece uh-huh. of glass like went into there. Oof. And so and but the thumb ring was just so like I could, I looked and I saw glass like inside my ring and I was like, Oh it's like all right. Well okay I was like, Hey guys, you know what? There's a this bottle is actually defective, a piece of it broke off. I'll be right back. Mm-hmm. And so they went in the back. And I pulled my ring off, and I pulled the glass out. Fortunately, it was just like that one chunk, and so mm-hmm. I was able to pull out pretty easy. So I wrapped my thumb up, and then I went back out, and my, th- <laughs> my thumb all wrapped up in a new <laughs> bottle of wine. <laughs> and I was like, here you go, guys. And they're like, what the fuck happened to your thumb? And I was like, it's no big deal. Don't worry about it. Like, you remember that defective yeah. bottle? Yeah. <laughs> it's it's it defectively. It's inside me. Yeah. Yeah. Well, no, something similar to that happened to me. I was working in an event. Um downtown seattle and i was like hauling ass like there were four bars and so mine was just slammed and so i'm opening bottles of beer and and making cocktails and this one bottle uh it just shattered in my hands and so i don't think anything of it i throw the whole thing into the trash can wipe my hands off so there's no glass and i grab another bottle pop it up you know pop the top off and i hand the beer over the next uh Guest comes up and she's like, "Can I get a vodka soda?" I'm like, "Yeah, sure." So I start making the soda, vodka soda, put it up on the counter, and I start making the next drink. And she goes, "Um, I said a vodka soda, not a vodka cranberry." <gasps> and I go, "What?" And I grab the drink and I look at my hand and like I had sliced my finger open, and it was so sharp, like yours. Mm. Like, yeah, you I don't didn't feel, feel it. it. Uh-uh. Yeah, this Especially is there. When you're you're like, "Oh crap!" Yeah, <laughs> for sure. <laughs> I got to deal with this thing. Uh-huh. So here's this here's this vodka drink just drowning in my blood my finger is literally just pouring blood did she out. say i'm not a vampire <laughs> no <laughs> thankfully she didn't know so like i put like, a piece wrap... of myself in the picture <laughs> <laughs> i like wrap my finger up a with a towel and blood <laughs> luckily like the ice no, no, no blood got in the ice but i like, I, like can i get a bloody peter I, I, I asked my bar back i was like hey can you uh cover for a minute because i need to go like get stitches <laughs> Yeah, that's bad. Oh, it was, it was terrible. I just, I literally took the glass and threw the whole thing in the trash. I'm like, I'm not even going to worry about washing this. Seems mm-hmm. like an overreaction. <laughs> it might Nobody have been. makes Peter bleed his own blood. <laughs> I got time Especially to Peter. <laughs> Peter. No, one time, like, my finger hurt for, like, a couple days, and I was like, what is wrong with my finger? But I had nail polish on. Then when I took it off, 
piece of hair, literally like a splinter, all the way inside of oh, my nail. Damn. Holy crap. Yeah. Pushed like all the way down. Mm-hmm. Oh. Yeah. I mean, like Ow. hairdressers have to flip their bras inside out, get some tweezers, out. pick all the hairs out. Like yeah. hair, hair, just goes, hair everywhere. goes everywhere. It's in my shoes. It's everywhere. <laughs> it's like taking your kids to the beach. The sand gets yeah, the everywhere. Sand never the ends. hair yeah. is everywhere. That's how the hair is. Yeah. That's how like work your way into your nail. It's yeah. Crazy. No, it was like. Up this black line down uh-huh. the side of my nail, and I was like, Ooh. She like grabbed some tweezers and like pulled yeah. it out, and you were like, Ooh. Instantly felt better though. Yeah, it's no, like but for real, I was like, Why does my finger hurt? Yeah, it's gross. It's gross. Man, yeah, it's fun little, fun little hand injuries all over the place. <laughs> I know, <laughs> but it's strange. like our hands are so important to our jobs. Like, mm-hmm. if something happens, like if we for real lost a finger, like, what would we do? Oh man, like I sprained my wrist on Friday, and I had to work this weekend, like, with. One hand. It was my left wrist. <laughs> I was like trying. I was like, it's. it's oh, luckily it wasn't your dominant. Oh wait, you're left-handed. left-handed. Yeah. <laughs> I know. Yeah. I was just doing everything like right-handed, so it was a little like clumsy. Uh-huh. Um, luckily, and it was busy. I was gonna say, luckily it wasn't that busy, but it was a busy weekend. We made it through. I came home Saturday night, and my hand was like, I, I had to like, I, I barely got my wedding ring off. It was so swollen, it was all puffy. It's like, oh great. Should I say? Yeah. And then I was like, oh, I probably shouldn't use my hand or do anything for a few days. Because <laughs> you need that. You need that motherfucker to work. Poor Joey couldn't play video games all weekend. <sighs> no, I was playing. It was cool. <laughs> you don't need to risk for that. It's your fingers. <laughs> what would you, to give back to your industry, say, like, so when you go get your hair cut mm-hmm. or... It, it, what, 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 what's something that, that you could pass on to other people in your profession that would be a benefit, I guess? Something that you're like, that might be done. You're like, ah, I wish they would just do this. Or, yeah. yeah you know, well, so. it's funny because I have been at this for 20 years. And a lot of the people that I work with are, you know, less than 15, some less than 10, some less than 5. So a lot of times they'll come to me and be like, hey, I have this situation what can I do? And instead of telling them what to do, a lot of times I'll just say, well, what, what do you think you should do? And they'll tell me and I'll say, yeah, you're <laughs> totally on the right track. Or I'll say, why do you think that? And then they'll explain it to me. And I said, well, what about if you do blah, blah, blah? And they're like, oh, and they've come to me later and said, thank you for not telling me the answer. Mm-hmm. Thank you for basically making me think it through. Yeah, and I them the time to yeah, and like yeah, and that's why I think it's so great to work with other people. Like I have a friend who has a shop at her house; she's by herself. And there's times where she texts me and says, "Hey, I have this situation. What should I do?" Yeah. Where I'm grateful that one, I don't know everything. I'm always learning. Like basically, hairdressing is part of fashion, and fashion is changing constantly. Like I tease my clients that I only know five haircuts. But, I mean, really, that's the truth. There's, there's a bob. There's a bob with layers. There's a shag. There's a long hair. There's a long layer. But we do variations of that, and we recreate it in different ways. Mm-hmm. But as long as you have the basics, you can take that and go anywhere. What about like, the mullet? The mullet. Do the mullet. 
Yeah, the mullet is the mullet. That's like a combination of two, right? Party it's, in the back. That's yeah, just, it is. Yeah. It's, two, it's just two other haircuts in one. Yeah, basically. pretty much. I mean, it's <laughs> like if you know if you know your basics, your ba- basics of cutting, your basics of color. Mm-hmm. It's like you can create anything. Like people think they come up with new things, but because I've been in this for 20 years, I'm like, oh, so that's basically a this with a that and they're like oh yeah you know it's like <laughs> we think we come up with new new pants mm-hmm. you know like yeah. oh we're wearing bell bottoms now they're called flares now they're called boot cut now they're called you know what i mean but it's still it's bell the same bottoms. pants yeah, <laughs> yeah. so yeah, it's, it's like you guys i'm sure it. in your industry you have basics like mm-hmm. these are things that go together and then people will just like mix it up mm-hmm. but it's still as long as you know your basics you you have all the tools you need to be successful. Yeah. Yeah. Like on the color spectrum, right? You got the, the prime colors. As long as you know those, you can mix mm-hmm. them together and create any other color. Yeah. No. We totally work the color wheel with hair color. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. I know. So so that's what I really love is that I feel like you can never stop learning and growing. Mm-hmm. Like honestly, I truly believe that. And I think that's the only way that our industry can be successful. Because I feel like when I started doing hair... People assume when you're a hairdresser, it's because you couldn't do anything else. Yeah. At least that's how it felt to me like 20 years ago when I started. My grandma even told me I'm a waste of a good brain. Hmm. Like I finished high school with a 3.8 GPA and Mm -hmm. she was like, well, why do you want to be a hairdresser? Well, because that's what I love to do and Mm -hmm. I love people and I love making them feel the best that they can. But if I think I know everything, then I'm just putting myself in a box. Mm -hmm. And so, I mean... My husband laughs because I sit at night and I watch videos. I watch YouTube. I watch Instagram. I'm watching how other people are doing hair, and I'm still learning new tricks. Yeah, yeah. So stay relevant, expand your yeah, knowledge. Yeah, for sure. Because mm-hmm. I don't want to ever feel like I have learned everything I can possibly know. Yeah. And honestly, I mean, the technology of hair color has changed. I mean, is we, that? I'm sorry. Is that yeah. why you had daughters? <laughs> to do their hair yes. yes I said only give me daughters <laughs> do not give me sons <laughs> no no and that's also funny because both of my girls are in high school mm-hmm. and when they first started school this year they were having me blow dry their hair every night after their shower which is normally the time I would be like watching some Netflix with my husband and so my husband Brian was like oh my gosh we're like at the dinner table and he goes girls can you not blow dry your own hair? You were in high school. Like, why are you having your mother still dry your hair? And they were like, Dad, we're utilizing our assets. Yeah. Like, why would we not have mom She's do our a hair? a pro. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, it is pretty funny. But I mean, even when they were little, people would make comments like, oh my gosh, your girls have the best hair. Mm-hmm. I'm like, well, you know, I'm a hairdresser. Like, yeah, duh. And they're like, okay, that makes me feel like 10 times better as a mom. I'm like, yeah, they've been using like salon shampoo since the day they were born. <laughs> yeah. No suave kids on my kids. <laughs> yeah. I know, I know. But yeah, I mean, I don't know. I just feel like anytime you ever think that you know all you can know and all of that is it's like that's when you basically have just like totally limited yourself. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. I like that. I've done that. I did that like early on, just learning the cornerstones of your field so you can be good at it. <laughs> just like learn like the, the the things that are important about it, you know, just you get the skills here, the skills here, the skills here, and then you learn like mm-hmm. 
Yeah. Well, and I feel like it times just, when it gives you, you like a yeah, like just a, such a base to build off of on yeah, yeah. And the times when you feel burnt out, like I'm sure you guys feel that way. We're like, mm-hmm. I don't want to go. I don't want to do this. And well, being and social, it it, it takes it so much, you. so much of your yeah. energy. It's 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 like I I used to joke. Um, I took a break from bartending for a few years and work construction, and I used to joke that I, I could work a 14-hour day construction, but I only really want to work a six-hour day in the restaurant. Like it yeah. just it takes. <laughs> I feel like it takes the same amount of energy out of me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, six to eight hours, it, like just dry, like because you're giving so much of of your personality and yourself. Yeah. Yeah. On top of whatever the physical demands are. Sure. That, yeah, it's but it's in those times where you think back to your why. Like, mm-hmm. why do you do this? Right. That then you're reminded of, because, I mean, I love what I do. And it's not about just going in and doing a task. It's about yeah. the people. And it's mm-hmm. about speaking into their lives and being a part of who they are and, you know, things like that. Yeah. And the connection being part yeah. of the community. Like, yeah. yeah. And I mean, it being took me. Being an important me, part of the community. Yeah. I'm sure everybody looks good. And it took me a few years to really for that to like click with me. But I had this client and I I did the wife's hair. I did a color on her every four weeks. And while she was processing, I did the husband's haircut. And the husband called one day and told me that she had died like suddenly. But he called me the day that it happened. Mm. And I was Ugh. like, that is so weird. Mm-hmm. Like, why would he call me? And then it was like. I realized I was a person that was a big, important part of their lives. For them, it's not just about the hair. I was important in their lives. And I went to her service, and I came home, and I told my husband that I spoke at the funeral. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Because, you know, they always say, does anybody want to say anything? And so I knew... That must have meant so much to her family, too, just to hear, like... I had heard all these stories about her children, her grandchildren, her friend group. She had told me funny stories about this friend group that she had. It was four couples, and they called themselves the Crazy Eights. And these are, like, people (laughs) in their 60s. And they had these Halloween parties. And her and her husband, they came in with these, like, totally inappropriate Halloween costumes. (laughs) They said they were Aborigines. And they took long underwear dyed them brown and she sewed tube socks to the chest of hers with uh tennis balls in the ends and then he sewed a tube sock with tennis balls on the front of his and then he put on like a little like skirt thing but it hung just below the skirt and so at this funeral i said to these people i said Marsha loved you guys so much, and I know that because she told me, and I know that she loved her grandchildren and her children, and I I know about the Halloween parties, and they all just, like, laughed. But it's because mm-hmm. I wanted them to know how much this woman loved them, that she shared these stories yeah. with me. Mm-hmm. And I did her husband's hair for probably, I don't know, six months after that, and he would tell everyone when he came in, Karen spoke at my mom or my wife's funeral Mm -hmm. and it meant so much to me. And it's like, that's when it clicked for me that I was maybe, I was probably like four years into my career that we are important in people's lives. Mm -hmm. You guys are important in people's lives. Like people need people that they can be real with and that they can share what's going on in their lives. And I mean that, that speaks volumes to people. Yeah. That's just a phone falling. It's fine. No, that's that's really awesome. I, yeah. I um, I love that. I love that a lot. That's uh, you told us a couple of really awesome. Those are beautiful stories story. about some of your clientele, um, but nothing really like 
horrific. Like we've had some like horrible stories. Like one, um, we had this lady came into a bar and she was a regular. She ran out the door. People were complaining about the smell. She had left a very messy uh, pair of panties in the bathroom. Oh, it's Peter's favorite story. I think because it's hilarious. <laughs> Yeah, I mean... I mean, obviously nothing like that's going to happen right. to you, but... I mean, I've seen things. Like, I've seen head lice. I mean, that's pretty horrific. Yeah. But... People come in with lice. I mean, I did work in a salon that was also a tanning salon, and there was a lady yelling help from a tanning bed. And uh, <laughs> she was in the stand-up, you know. So there's, like, it's basic... Have you guys been in a stand-up tanning bed? Yes. Okay, one no. of you. <laughs> and, uh... It's, it's kind of like you're in, like, a shower stall, okay? There's there's a door on one side, but then there's, like, four other sides that don't have a door. And so, somehow, she had turned around backwards and couldn't figure out how to get out. Mm. So, by law, we're not allowed to, like, go in there because she's probably not wearing clothes. Right. So, she's in there yelling, help, help, help. And I was like... I think there's somebody stuck in a tanning bed. And so, the owner of the shop had to yell through the door, like... Ma'am, turn around. <laughs> like, she figured out what had happened. So that, I mean, that was pretty funny. But um, I don't know. I mean, maybe I've just been lucky that I haven't really had any, like, super horrific stories. I mean, beauty school was rough. I went to beauty school in Bremerton. Mm. And, uh, yeah, I mean. After that school, too. Yeah. 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 That's where I went to culinary school. West Sound Tech. Yep. And, uh, I mean, these little ladies would come in once a week for us to do their hair, and they slept with their dogs, so they'd have fleas, and we'd have to, like, get rid of the fleas and stuff like that. But I don't know. I mean, I guess I've been lucky that I haven't had anything too crazy. We've had a teachable moment for people coming into the industry. But what about people who are just coming to get their hair done? On the other side, customers. What would you... Guests. What would you tell your clientele new especially new clientele but people who don't know what it's like on your side of the Ooh. shears can i add it can i add on to that yeah, a little bit of course no that that and and so with that the um i wanted to go over tipping just a little bit because the industry standard kind of changes from industry to industry mm-hmm. what would be so a teachable moment for people coming in and then like what is a standard tip like is it based off a percentage is it a certain number like what would be like something that people would give and how would not be insulted well i i i use a square app for credit cards Mm -hmm. and so are those suggest now huh yeah so they suggest and uh People might not know this, but I choose what it suggests. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> <laughs> so for a while I had like 10, 15, 20. Mm-hmm. Well, then I took off the 10 and I made it 15, 15 20, and 25. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, most people will do at least 15, which I appreciate. But, um, I, and then there's other people who, no matter how much their bill is, they give me. 20 bucks every single time. Like, Mm. that's just how they are. And so, but I mean, I, I really don't feel like my job is dependent on tips. Like I'm grateful for them and I appreciate it and all of that. I mean, the funniest thing is, is when people hand me cash and they're like, here you go. So your husband won't know. Like, <laughs> like okay, listen. That tells you more about them. Than <laughs> yeah. <you're right> <laughs> no, 
that's not really how we run the money in our house. Like, like I, I, I really do deposit my cash. Like, I Mm -hmm. honestly do because, I mean, together we have goals for our family and our finances and things like that, and it's fine. But, I mean, even my kids have said, we're paying cash so my dad doesn't know. Mm. Like, I'm like, stop. No, <laughs> please don't tell the lady that at the store. <laughs> but, um, but no, I mean, I really do feel like tips are a bonus. I don't expect them, whatever. I mean, I have people who, every time they come in, they bring me flowers, which I think is super sweet. Like, mm-hmm. you were at the store and you thought, hey, I'm getting my hair done. I'm going to bring some flowers to Karin. really sweet. Yeah. yeah. Christmas time, they bring me gifts mm-hmm. or they make things for me with my name on it because mm. it's really hard to find Karin on a sign <laughs> yeah. in a yeah. store, you yeah. know, which I, I love that. Or they see like a necklace with scissors on it and they bring it to me. And I think that that to me is like, you saw this and you thought of me and that means so much to me, mm-hmm. you know? So, I mean, I'm not saying that I I don't need the tips because obviously we well, do. Well, it's always nice to make money, right? Yeah. But, but yeah. You don't want that to be your focus, but it's No, and sure it's not my focus. <laughs> but I also don't think um, that if maybe they leave me something that I think is less than the standard, I don't think, oh my gosh, what did I do wrong? Yeah. Like, I don't, mm-hmm. I don't think that way yeah. because I know that I gave a hundred percent to every single person, no matter if you are with me for three hours or you're with me for half an hour. Like I'm still giving you the same that I would give to anybody. Yes. So I don't really, I don't take that personally if I'm like, oh my gosh, their bill was this much and they gave me that much. I, I just don't think, I don't think that way. Mm-hmm. That's good. That's good. No, we talk about that a little bit here, but just how we try not to get caught up in, in the tip of it all, just because yeah. I feel like it can affect the way you react to people. And that's not, I mean, that's just, it's counter to the industry. It's counter to my yeah. job, you know? You yeah. Don't... And I feel like that takes my focus off of the reason I do what I do. Mm-hmm. And where I work is in a small town. Like, it's not a big city. You're going to see these people again. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah, that. Yeah. And I know, like, a lot of them, they are stay-at-home moms, and they, you know, they're not out there making their own money. And and I know that they appreciate me, because if they didn't, they wouldn't come back, you know? And so, and I love when you, like, look out the window, and you see them in their car taking a selfie. I'm like, that to me, I'm like, you love your hair, and that's what matters to me. Yeah. 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 And then back to uh, the original question, um, teachable moments for the people coming in to get their hair done. Mm -hmm. What would you say to those people? Well, I feel like with a new guest that it might take one or two times together for me to really understand you and what you're asking for and to give me that chance. Or if you get home and you're like, you know what, I feel like I want a few more highlights around my face. Tell me. Mm. Tell me, because I would feel horrible if you weren't happy and you never came back. Like it matters to me more that you're happy than you're going to hurt my feelings. And I even tell girls that when they come in and get their hair done for prom or, or their wedding or, you know, things like that, where it's like they have a vision of what they want to look like. And yeah. it's like a one shot. It's not like a haircut <laughs> where you're like, right. next time, could yeah. you take a little more off the top? Like, when you're going to prom, you want your hair to look perfect. Yeah. And so if if I do something and I say, okay, what do you think about this? And I can tell by their face they're not 100% sure. I just tell them, I said, tell me. You're not going to hurt my feelings 
Like, mm. tell me what you want me to change about it. And so I think... Yeah, it's something I can work with still. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And so I would much rather have somebody tell me than not be happy and never see them again. Yeah. Like, give me a chance to make you happy because yeah. I think in the end... I'm a good listener. Like mm-hmm. I, I can figure this out, but I need you to tell me what you're yeah, a, a, Just a little bit of feedback will get yeah. you a long way. So yeah. it, it kind of brings us full circle to when we started talking. You know, you guys both were saying communication. Yes. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's just communicate with you about. Even if you feel awkward, just keep saying words until the person understands what you're saying. <laughs> no, I, I, I tell people like when I'm done and they're like, oh, my gosh. You just did exactly what I wanted, but I don't feel like I told you that. <laughs> then I, I always say, yeah, I have ESPN. <laughs> <laughs> One and two. <laughs> and they're like, what? But it's like sometimes people don't know what they want. But yeah. if I say, what don't you like right mm-hmm. now? That I gets a better result. Off of that. Totally. Yeah. Nice. So it's like you definitely need to know that you have a clear plan. And pictures are always good. Like, mm-hmm. show me what you want. Half the time, people are bringing in pictures of wigs, you guys. Like, <laughs> Can you make my hair look like this wig? <laughs> First of all, that's a wig. Or I'll say, well, what, what do you like about this mm-hmm. picture? And then mm-hmm. they say, well, what I really like is this. And it's like one part of it and i'm mm. like oh okay all right i got that sure. Sure. got that yeah so cool. so yeah i mean just just give me a chance to uh get there you know like we might not get there the first try but next time you come in say hey my bangs were a little short last time mm-hmm. oh okay all right you know so we can work with that speaking of short bangs <laughs> um bang bang i want to hear the Joey story. Okay. All right. <laughs> okay. So, <laughs> Joey Weird. and I have known each other a very long time. Like, a few, few years. Probably at least 25, I was yeah. thinking. I was trying to do some math. A quarter of a century. Yeah. Long time. So Jesus, we, you're old, Joey. Awesome. Yeah. So, Joey and I were in this, this children's group mm-hmm. that would travel to other countries. Mm-hmm. And we would Story. sing and dance mm-hmm. and build things and just like work in communities. Mm-hmm. Things you like sang, that. Joey? I sang in a group. Yep. I didn't oh, sing okay. I didn't sing in, I didn't have any solos. And danced. <laughs> I did dance. Oh, matching outfits. And we had and we had um <laughs> we had we had a drama group too where we would perform yep. drama um, groups. It was a lot of it was like uh, miming to music or yeah. like background Current. human videos. Do you have videos. any yeah. photos from this? Oh, of course. Lots of people. Please, have please send us photos, photos. so that we can I have videos so that we can post these embarrassing sure. photos I'm of not, Joey. I, I have no shame. I, I don't. No, we know you this. have no shame, Joey. I love yeah. it all. I embrace yeah. it. It's part of who I am. I know. Okay, so before we would like all go out on these trips, we would have this like five-day time together called boot camp Mm -hmm. where we would like focus in and get our minds right and practice our dances stuff like that as a group yep so the leader of our group would notice that some of the boys would show up without their hairs cut (laughs) haircuts (laughs) cuts. (laughs) yeah so joey was one of these boys well yeah 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 there were there was like a hair kind of they wanted it. They wanted us all to look a little similar. I think with the hairs. Yeah, they wanted us to look like clean cut. Don't you look like a group? Beautiful so really Christian American children. Yeah. Yeah. So, <laughs> so she shirts. would ask me to bring my clippers and my shears, and mm-hmm. so I would. And uh, so little, probably fourteen-year-old Joey is right sitting yeah. there in a folding chair, and I cut his hair. 
And when I get around to like trimming around his ears... I shave off his peach fuzz sideburns. Oh, man. Yeah. yeah. And what oh, did you Joey. do? What did you do, little Joey? <laughs> <laughs> he goes, I, oh, my gosh. I've been growing those all summer. And I was like, oh, my God. I'm, I'm so sorry. I, I didn't notice. <laughs> so then poor, poor, poor little 14-year-old oh, Joey man, with his so proud of those sideburns. man yeah. sideburns. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I shaved those suckers right off. Mm-hmm. Well, Cleaned it up. Made my hair, made, probably made it look nice. Yeah, <laughs> it probably did. Yeah. You were so mad. It's a little, little yeah. wispy like, long I hairs. I think you pouted for for a little while about that. Yeah, yeah. I I was like, I I didn't even see anything there. I'm so sorry. That's right. No yeah. hard feelings. Nope, nope. You got some good sideburns. Imagine now. the time I was a little bummed, but yeah, now it's <laughs> now it's too much. It's too much to handle. <laughs> If you're not if you're not paying active attention, you wake up in a week and you have a beard. No, it's oh, yeah. yeah, this this was literally he shaved this morning. I know. Hmm. I know. <laughs> that's like two months. Yeah, but yeah, that's that's, that's the Jesus story. Christ. Yeah, I mean, really, it's like here's my joke. Joey's like literal. Yeah. <laughs> I did not shave this morning, Peter. It's true, I didn't. <laughs> I did. I, um, that's a lie. I did. I, I cleaned up these lines and I cleaned up this line because nice. I knew Karen was coming. Yep. And I was like, I Karen is coming. I got to clean up my lines a little bit. I trimmed the nose hair. I, I, She's probably I mean, has clippers in her purse, like, and she might sitting, take my sideburns. I'm going <laughs> to sit close to Karen. I don't want her to. Don't want her to think I'm some sort of scrub. No, nope, yeah. I don't. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's true. Yeah. I cleaned up. Thank you. <laughs> so we've had our teachable moments. Okay. We've all learned things today, <laughs> haven't we? Okay. Especially I, about each other. Yep. Did we just become best friends? And where should we do? Don't tell my sister. <laughs> very good, great friends. Yep. Very good, great friends. That's do you want to go do martial arts in the in the garage? Can we build bunk beds? Wait. <laughs> you guys put down mats in the garage? This is, I've been asking for this for months. We can do martial arts. Oh, three. Now. What's your favorite dinosaur? One, two, three. Velociraptor. Nobody? Oh, you guys suck. I was, I was like, <laughs> celebrity crush. John Samos. <laughs> I can see that. He's a handsome guy. Oh my gosh. We're quoting Zach Efron? Oh, Zach Efron is my boyfriend. He's pretty cute. My kids get so mad at me when I say that. Anderson Cooper. <laughs> I, have a, I have a man crush on Anderson Cooper. Well... He, I love his I giggle. I think we said celebrity crush and we all just said men. <laughs> this is a safe space. This is a safe space. Everything you it say is. here it's the stays internet. here. <laughs> safe on the internet. Nobody's, nobody's going to judge me on the internet. Mm-hmm. No. Nobody's going to have anything. Yeah, you know. Anderson Cooper That's, is your crush. So, I wanna, what do you think makes a good bartender? What makes a good bartender? Yeah, in your opinion, uh, outside of it, like coming in. Since it says, you know, we mostly do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, you know. Let me know. Yeah. Get back to me. Okay. Okay, I'm ready. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, I feel like, I mean, I'm I'm kind of out of the phase where I really go out, out. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, I do go places. But, like, back in the day, it's like, I mean, I used to joke, like, I'd be standing next to a guy. And he'd be like, I've been standing here for 10 minutes and I can't get a drink. And I was like, well, if you buy my drink, I'll hook you up. And then you just, like, lean up on there and they're, like, right there. You know, mm-hmm. so it's like, I don't know. It's kind of like a game. Like, you got to just know how to play the game with bartenders. Uh, I mean, is that really a thing or no? 
Uh, kind of. <laughs> my bar, we just have seats. People that oh. people that come and stand at the maybe it's a restaurant. So people that come right. stand at the bar, I'm yeah. usually I'm like, oh, you gotta go sit down somewhere, and then I'll right, be with you. Right, like, and that's a totally different thing. Yeah, it's a different but, type of bar. Um, but yeah, I mean, definitely when I was younger. But no, I, got I would my say, um, yeah, I mean, especially with like the younger bartenders. I mean, they're they're typically gonna serve you know, the people that they think are gonna get more out of first well yeah. some people stand out more than others yeah and if you know the people that catch their attention more i guess yeah, yeah. and mm-hmm. so that's what i'm saying is it's like if you're just going to be like lurking in the back of course nobody's going to pay attention that's true but if you come up and make eye contact it doesn't matter if you're a guy or a girl you'll get, mm-hmm. you'll get served right away i mean you just, just well, stand there stand there and be patient and make eye contact well yeah. like what we've talked about before it's like a good bartender i mean you could just walk up and like stand there and wait but the bartender knows that this person's first you're next mm-hmm. then that person oh and we also have a couple people over here and he's yeah. he or she's going to get to everybody in turn mm-hmm. and so the whole snapping and waving no, and hey that's so did you so annoying no did you see this thing they have in in um i think it's in london in a bar in london they're doing a trial with um face facial recognition ai in a bar um, and so there's cameras in the bar, like from behind the bar and they're scanning the crowd and, um, it basically shows how long it puts you in a queue when you mm-hmm. stand up, step up to the bar. So it shows how long you've been standing at the bar. Mm-hmm. So then the bartender can just look down at their screen and, and see who, who, you know, yeah. this lady's been waiting three minutes. That, that guy's been waiting five. This person's been waiting six, you know, so you just go to the person who's been waiting the longest. And so it's kind of eliminated, um. The guessing game. That that whole well, yeah. mentality, you know. Where yeah. you, I mean, it, but that's also like it takes it takes it takes the work out of it for people where you have to kind of make yourself known. And so, while it's appreciative, I think for the crowd aspect, it's also kind of just encourages people to not say anything too and just be more quiet. Yeah. You sit here quietly, wait for I know. Talk but yeah, I mean, anytime that you're somewhere and you like ask for a recommendation and they don't act like you're stupid you mm-hmm. know that's always cool when you're like hey i haven't been here yeah what what do you think is like yeah a drink that you would recommend and then they ask questions well do you like sweet drinks do you like them less sweet you know mm-hmm. things like that like uh where i work we have a restaurant next door and if you sit on the patio hardly anybody ever comes out and then if you go inside they're like are you guys sitting on the patio someone will be out there so it's like well, we just, we just want a drink. Like, come on. You know, so it's like, I think it's just in any part of service industry, people want to feel valued and important. Yeah. Yeah. And if you can figure out a way to do that, even if you're busy and you can say, you know what? I see you. I'm going to go help mm-hmm. these people over here and I will be right back to you. And you follow up and you do it. Then they're willing to wait there for two minutes because they know they're next. Like, just acknowledge people. Mm -hmm. I mean, there's that whole thing with customer service. Like, people want to be acknowledged between X amount of minutes. Mm -hmm. I don't know what it is. I can't remember. It's it's like less than one. I feel like yeah, Yeah. it's like seconds. And so, Mm -hmm. even if somebody comes into our shop and I face the door, I'm the first person they see. Like, that's my station. And my clients always joke and call me the Walmart greeter. (laughs) But honestly, I love it. Mm -hmm. Like, I. I, it would give me anxiety if somebody else had to be in that role because I'm, I, that's just who I am. Like, I want you to feel comfortable. I want you to feel acknowledged. And so I think bartenders, uh, retail workers, whoever, people want to feel acknowledged, yeah. even if you can't do anything for them. I mean, I will tell my clients, hey, thank you so much for being here. I need to go use the bathroom. Mm-hmm. And they're going to sit there and wait. Like, I could okay, say, cool. 
I'm going to eat a sandwich. Mm-hmm. You're going to wait for 20 minutes. Oh, thank you. you know? <laughs> Not if they're waiting for food. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, totally. I but see I what mean, you're saying. even yeah. with food, if you guys were to come by and say, hey, mm-hmm. I'm sorry, we're so busy them. right now. Here's a basket of bread. Mm-hmm. Like, throw some bread at us. Dude, I do it with water a lot of times. Like, if people come and sit down and I'm busy, I've got drink tickets and I'm, I'm like yeah. slammed. And I know it's going to be at least five minutes before I can even talk to yeah. the people that are sitting right in front of me. I'll take a second. I'll give them a couple of cups of water. I'll give them, <laughs> I'll give them menus, and I'll be like, "You guys, super busy right now. Just give me a couple minutes." And a hundred percent of the time, they they go, "Yeah, no problem." Yeah. You know, as long as you say something and sure. you acknowledge that people are alive. Mm-hmm. You know, if you're ignoring people and they don't feel like you can see mm-hmm. them, that's when people get really yeah. upset. No, <laughs> and people I, don't I like mean, being we've all had that <laughs> happen to us. I mean, I oh, yeah. sat one time. Mm-hmm. I was waiting for a friend, and. I was sitting at a table without a menu or anything and people just kept walking by and walking by. And I told my friend when she got there, I was like, I don't know what's going on, but nobody has even come over. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we got free drinks that night because <laughs> that's not cool. Like yeah. that's not okay to treat people that way. And so yeah. I don't know. I feel like if you're in service, if you think about how would I want to be treated and that's what you do, then it's going to only benefit you. It's yeah. only going to take you further in your career because people are going to know you as that person. Right. Yeah. Also, don't sit at a dirty table or a dirty seat. It wasn't dirty. I'm not sorry. I'm not telling you. I'm just saying. In j- oh yeah, sorry. That, that's not directed at you. Why? This why, is a, this is another it? tip thrown out there. Don't yeah. just don't sit at a dirty seat. Why? Because that seat's not ready for you yet. No, that also it goes into mine too. Because mm-hmm. sometimes I will go to throw a towel out. There's still hair on the floor, and my client is like getting comfy in the chair. Yeah. And I'll be like, like "Hey, Joey, thank you. you so much. I appreciate that you're here early, but can you give me two seconds to maybe sweep up Peter's mm-hmm. hair? Yeah. Like, gross. Right. Yeah, I feel the same. I mean, like, hey, just because you know, I'm, <laughs> <laughs> I'm a brown Q-tip, just because I'm a brown Q-tip doesn't mean I don't get to go sit in Joey's hair. Yeah. Gross. Don't sit in a dirty seat. Maybe yeah. stand behind it and make eye contact. And be like, "Do you mind if I sit here?" And we say, "Oh, let me clean it for a second. You know what? Go go sit on the couch. Go sit down. For Wait a until I yeah. call you over. Let me make it look nice well, for you, Joy. Joy, I want to go. I want to circle back to what you said um, about dirty tables because mm-hmm. there are those bars, those restaurants where it's like super crazy busy. They mm-hmm. are kind of seat yourself, and you might have like. 20 people at the door waiting for a table okay and it's like you know you've been there longer than everybody else but okay. and somebody gets up out of, out of a table and are you the hostess though there is no hostess well i've you? actually been to okay. a, a bar know, so this kind is of kind of places <laughs> where it's like the bar is free game mm-hmm. and you're like yeah. hovering around the people who yeah. have yes their tickets and you're like okay me and my girlfriends we're out here for mom's night out mm-hmm. and if we don't swoop in Exactly. Somebody else is going to get our table. I get that. Because I, as, as a I also server just... and a bartender myself, I'm like, I don't want to be that dickhead. I want to wait mm-hmm. for somebody to say, hey, your table, a table is ready for you. Come this way. But at the same time, there's like 90 other people are going to be like, no, fuck you. I'm sitting down. Mm-hmm. And so you have to be cutthroat okay. with that. So, so how here, do you feel about that? Here's here's my follow up on that. Do is you just if like you... pee on the booth? No. No, no, no. Usually if, I do. Okay. If 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 it's, it's, it's frustrating... <laughs> Let me explain why it's frustrating when someone sits down in a dirty seat. So then I can move on from there. Um, so if I have a bar full of people, they're all at different stages of their evening, right? And so the people that are getting ready to leave, I have people that just got there, I have people that have been there for a minute, I have people that have food coming up right now, people that want to put in their food order. And so I, I have this multitask kind of thing in my head of just like where kind of everybody's at. I have the people that are down there that are paying right now. 
I'm like, okay, so they're paying right now. So now I can go over <clears throat> here and make a couple drinks, go over there and run this and run that. And then I'll come back and I'll bust that and I'll clean that spot and then it'll be ready for someone else. If they get up and someone sits down right away, then that means that my focus is taken immediately away from everything else. And I have to prioritize getting these dirty dishes or, the, you know, the glasses, the check, wipe the table down so these other people aren't sitting there in front of filth. Because in my opinion, that's horrible service. <clears throat> but sometimes you just don't have the time to prioritize that because you've already prioritized seven other people. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So if you do sit down, um, just maybe just have a little patience and understand that you're sitting in a dirty spot, which means that someone probably just left that spot and the staff hasn't even had time to bus it yet. Yeah. So there's, there's, there's just, there's a, there's a, there's a list of people who are being served like in my head, you know, like you, just like that, that, that AI, you know, I have a little, yeah. I have one of those in my own brain. It's called a, it's called a brain. <laughs> it's called a... It's not artificial. It's, it's called a, intelligence. It's official intelligence. Actual intelligence. Official intelligence. Well, and I think that sometimes we need to, when we're in service, realize that things don't always go the way that we think that they right. should and be flexible and just say, maybe you could walk by that table and say, hey, I know that your table is dirty. I got to bring them their drinks and I will be right back. Like yeah. communicate, you and know, that's a, you and know. that's, that's fine too. We're all, I, I learned a long time ago because another salon I worked at, the where people waited was not in my direct eyesight. So they're sitting out there. I haven't seen them. Mm -hmm. I'm busy finishing my, my guest and if I go out there and say, hey, Joey, I'm so glad that you're here. I just need about 10 more minutes to finish up what I'm doing and mm -hmm. I will be right out to get you. Then you've been acknowledged and you're, you know what's going on. Right. Where if I don't do that and they notice that I'm 10 minutes behind, then once I do get them to my chair, they're already like irritated. Yeah. So I think if you don't have time to bust the table, just come by and say, hey, I know that there's dishes on this table. I got to go do blah, blah, blah. And I will be right back. Mm -hmm. And they're like, cool. Yeah. And if you're like, usually, here's the menu. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know what? We can't control how sure. shitty people are. Sure, sure. You know, we yeah. just can't. Mm -hmm. And and there's nothing we can do about it. Yeah. Yeah. So, so, so my only request is just if you're sitting at a dirty spot. First of all, try not to sit at a dirty spot. I understand there's situations where you can't. I will say the other night. <laughs> I had open seats at the bar and people kept sitting at the dirty spots. <laughs> I was like, come on, like yeah. just sit at the open seat. I can like give you water and say hi mm -hmm. instead of like trying to clear all the stuff out and then give you water. But, but it, yeah, it's also just the, it's a, you know, communication. Yeah. Just be patient. Yeah. Everybody's, everybody's doing their job. Everybody's yeah. working their hardest. Yeah. And the more patient you are, the kinder you are, probably the easier it's going to make it for mm -hmm. the rest of everyone. Yeah. Nice. Mm-hmm. Nice. nice. Well, and I feel like the finish line is when your butt is in a chair. Mm -hmm. You know, like you could sit those people there and then go do whatever you need to do, but as long as they're in a chair. Mm -hmm. And same thing, as long as somebody's in my chair, I could like go outside and eat a sandwich and they would See, be like, but I'm here. My finish line is uh, putting their order, their food order in. Yeah. So they have a drink and the food order's in, and now I've got like. Five minutes. Five, yeah. five to eight minutes. Uh, where I, I can just bail. Like, All right, I can go to the bathroom real <laughs> yes, quick. Yeah, exactly. And I think that's why so many times when I'm like, with a group, we end up at like a Mexican restaurant because mm -hmm. we know we're going to get chips and salsa. Yeah. Like bring us some water, some chips and salsa, and you can take 10 minutes to make my drink. And yeah. I'm not going to be like, where's myself. my drink? Yeah. 
No, it's true. Totally. It's true. But yeah, I mean, communication. Communication. I like mm-hmm. it. Communication is a key, really. And snacks. It's like a key to life. Communication and snacks, yeah. <laughs> well, like, take away the yeah. hanger, yeah. take away, and like, tell me yeah. what's going on. Yeah. Uh-huh. Well, it's kind of true. It's like, communicate with me, let me know what's going on, yeah. and give me something to nibble on, sure. and I'm going to be ten times more likely to be chill. Yeah. Yeah. Than be hangry or cranky. Or feel ignored. Right. Yeah. People just want to feel acknowledged and that they're valued. People are people now. (laughs) All right. right. So I think we've come to that part of the show. That part. Where is it? That part. Where you get to plug. I don't know how. Oh, sorry. This is. I'm. I'm sorry. I overstepped. This is Joey. Glass homes, oh. homes, do- doggy. All right, so it is last call. <laughs> last call, Last call. I'm already uncomfortable. That's that's one of the and ways. I have to be again. That's one of the ways I, I used too. to say it. Rochambeau um, to go first. Hmm? <laughs> I used to say it like that. Well, last call. Uh, Cheers. Last call. Last call. Cheers. Gulp. All right. Here's a shot. Yep, that's rum. And now... It's so smooth. It's your shot (laughs) (laughs) to talk about... uh, So, so like, if people hear this and they're like, man, Karin sounds super cool, and I really wish she would cut my hair and make me look awesome... Because she doesn't care about tips. <laughs> she doesn't care about tips and she just wants me to be nice. That's that is cool. not the takeaway. <laughs> um, how can people find you? Where can they come get their haircut by you? Oh, thank you for asking, <laughs> Joseph. Abs. Joseph Ebbs. What? Abs. It's a, I was shortening up. Absolutely. absolutely. Oh, okay. <laughs> I, was like, I, I thought your middle name was... Joseph Abs Jeffrey. It's Hugh. We Just don't want you. Abs, Jeffrey. I do, I've got three of them. Oh, my God, you do. Three abs. <laughs> I'm working on the other three. Sorry. Where can we find you? Well, I work at the Proper Salon and Barber, plus tattoos, voted number one in Kitsap County for the second year in a row. Nice. Yep. Pow, 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 the proper salon. Proper. <laughs> yeah, you can find me uh, online. You can book appointments. Mm-hmm. Where is that? We're at Bagaro, v a g a r o dot com mm-hmm. slash Karindrati. Spell that. K a a r e n d r o d d y. Nice. Yep. Can <laughs> still spell my name. If you're out on the Kitsap side, or you just want to get away from the city and get in a good haircut, go yeah, find Karin. I know. There, I mean, you could like take the ferry from Seattle to Bremerton and then Bremerton to Annapolis mm-hmm. and walk right to my shop. What? what? Yeah. So you get a day full of ferry rides and a haircut? Mm-hmm. That sounds pretty elegant. Ferry beers. You know, yeah, that's the only thing that would make that better. A couple of drinks, maybe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I mean, I mentioned the box wine. Right, and the yeah. box wine at your shop. Yeah. That's, dope. that's pretty Brancy. sweet. Awesome. Cool. But yeah, that's where I'm at. <laughs> any, any? Uh, do you care about social medias? Do you want? Do you want to put that out there? Mm. Are you an Instagrammer? You don't have to. Or Twitter. No, I, I mean, I do have Instagram and do you Facebook. Care if people follow, do you want people? Do you want? Do you want more followers? Yeah, sure. I mean, I, I follow Karen on. I can't remember Instagram real quick. 
what my Instagram. What my Instagram actually is, because I did have to change it a while back. Why'd you have to change it? Someone steal your uh, ideas? No, I had like a weird stalker. Uh, that'll happen. So it's proper underscore Karen, K A A R E N. Nice. Yeah. Proper as in proper twelve, the whiskey from Carnival Greta. Nice. Yeah, well, proper like the name of my shop, The Proper. Yeah, probably. probably. Yeah, which better. comes from that we want things done properly mm. and we're on the waterfront like a prop on a boat. So it's oh. not only a name, it's a standard mm-hmm. and an analogy. Mm-hmm. It's all of it. That's oh pretty God. Deep. It's pretty yep. deep. Proper Mind. underscore Karen, all wow. lowercase. I love it. Yeah. Awesome. Nice. Well, yep. I think that... Wraps up one more life from the well, life from the chair this time around. <laughs> yeah. Um, thank you everybody for listening. We love you guys, our, our listeners. Uh, there's more of you coming along each and every day, and it's great. Um, thank you, Karen, so much for sharing your stories. This has been so much fun. So fun. I love it. Um, thanks to I have it written down the giant uh. and the dead mother, <laughs> my my compatriots <laughs> in this crazy venture. My co-host and 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 our and the lady that keeps us in in shape. So um, absolutely, love you guys. Um, all shape, right, until like, <laughs> in shape. In shape. <laughs> keeps us in check. Uh, until next guy. And until next time. Cheers to all of y'all. We love you. And see you in a couple weeks. Thanks for listening to Life from the Well, full of service industry stories and cocktail history. If you like our show and want to know more check out lifefromthewell.com. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, and Stitcher. Join us next week for another new cocktail and guest.